to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. I am your host, Ansonia. And with me today are the Brown Sisters of Chicago, women of music who were trained by their father at an early age of four, five, and six. The Brown Sisters began to spread their vocal talents throughout. The sisters have traveled the world, spreading the word of God through song. They sang for almost 20 years professionally before releasing their first CD. And the first single was Awesome God, which made the national billboard charts. Welcome today, the Brown Sisters of Chicago, to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hello, ladies. All right. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Now, I want you to... uh, individually introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what part you sing in the group. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, this is, uh, this is Andrea. My name is Andrea Brown and I'm the, the baby. Well, with there's twins, but I'm the baby of the twin. And um, I sing soprano alto and tenor if need be <laughs> and i also play play the organ and the, the keyboard for the group okay yes and i'm adrian brown i'm the eldest of the twins so andrea and i are twins and I'm, i know a lot of people didn't know that but we're fraternal twins and i sing the tenor part in the group and i play percussion as well okay Okay, and I'm Vanessa. I'm the oldest sister, but I look like the oldest twin. At least that's what everybody says. So, uh, yeah, I'm the oldest sister, and I sing alto, and I do a little lead from time to time. Okay. Oh, yes, and Andrea also is the lead singer. Okay. One of the lead singers of the group. Yes. That is great. So when uh, people tell me that they start at an early age, do you feel like you were developed at that time to do so, or was it more, let's just get you started so that you can start transitioning into developing a beautiful, melodious voice? Anybody can answer that one. Well, uh, you know, at that age, we, of course, did not know what we were doing. Uh, our dad is a singer, and... Um, he would kind of gather us around in the room and say, you take this part, you take that part, and you take that part. And we would start with those songs, I feel good, good, good. I feel good down in my soul. You know, just little stuff like that. And we would sing at our little local church services. And so it was just kind of 
fun and engaging at those ages. You know, we really didn't start in actual church till about maybe seven or eight years old, but four or five or six around the house. Yeah, so at that young age, we really, really didn't know what we were embarking upon. But uh, my dad, he saw what what God had blessed us with, the talent to sing and harmonize. He saw what was in us. So he nurtured that talent within us as little kids, uh, starting us to sing, play instruments. And he just nurtured that in us. And of course, we didn't always enjoy it, <laughs> but we did it because that's what our parents said. What you're going to do today? You're going to rehearse today, right? Right. So you right. know, play ball. Exactly. So it was just what we did as little kids growing up. Okay. And of course, you know, it 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 we took it as adults, as young adults, and started to nurture that thing on our own and take it further along. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it it sounded like it kind of started off a little bit as punishment, but then it became discipline. <laughs> <laughs> So you, I would say quite punishment, uh, uh, but but you know just what Dad saw in his children, you know, saying hey, you know, a little training or whatever have you. Yeah. And we looked at it as really we got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now you you brought up training. Let me ask. Yeah. Didn't, beyond didn't know what we were getting into. Okay. Okay. So beyond be, getting trained at home, did you yeah. get any outside? resources to help to train your voices? Um, I, I would say, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I would say uh, we, we, well, since we started singing so young and he started training us so young, um, we, were, we were developing then, but we didn't get any other formal training until we maybe got like into high school Oh, grammar school actually, grammar school. Uh, we all were, um, we all went to a magnet school, Walt Disney Magnet School, and oh. that's where we were kind of introduced to more formal training. Okay. So, okay. So you yes. were born and raised in Chicago, which is the mm-hmm. mecca of gospel music. At the age yes. of now, I'm I'm going to go back to at the age of fourteen. Did you think? at that time that you would be the world renowned travelers, singers and ministers at that age or had you looked that far? Not at all. Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. <laughs> we feel like we stumbled upon that stuff. <laughs> so, in, in, in thinking about that, you are as I said it, when we first uh, talked for a second, that I've seen you ladies for years and heard you ladies for years. Can you tell me what was the launching stone or the the launch off pad that got you to thinking that I can do this, we can do this together and grow and grow your ministry to travel worldwide? Um, well, the thing about it is when you, when you use your gift that God anoints you to do, people see it and they become blessed by it. Mm-hmm. So, and your, the Bible does say that your gift makes room for you and bring you before great men and great in that sense means many. So we had 
uh, had given and shared our gifts with other ministries, other singers. And I'll never forget when we went overseas with another ministry group and the Lord shared with me then, he says, watch and prepare because I'm going to bless you all to come back over here as the Brown sisters alone. And I got the sisters in the room and I said, I said, I mean, it's, we have to watch that. So we have to be, be watchful and, and learn on this trip, on this tour. And that very next year, we started touring every single year, just about. Mm. And that was 1996. I was pregnant. (laughs) That's what what makes me remember, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) My last child. So, um, you know, God opened doors also by us being a blessing to other people in the music ministry and Mm. churches and, and, you know, schools and theaters and, you know, plays and all kinds of stuff. Now that you brought up a, a plays... Can you tell me one of the plays that you were in? Uh, we did Gospel at Colonna's. Oh, uh, we did that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and at the Goodman Theater. The Pop Staples and the Five Blind Boys and uh, all yeah. of them. Okay. Tell me about that experience because uh, something that people don't understand, uh, they don't understand that there's a difference in being in a stage play and mm-hmm. singing for ministry. So tell us a little bit about that experience. <laughs> well, go ahead, Adrian. I was trying to get her to talk, but she said me to talk. Okay, I tried, Andrea. Uh, but that experience was really unique in that it allowed you to do a daily live showing of your gifting. You know what I'm saying? And you sang live on stage every night to a live crowd. And uh, it was just a blessing. Uh, and to see the acting and the singing and the, the coming together, there were tears. There were, you know, lots of joy. And, and you know, you just see the people receive the play and you begin to enjoy it. And every every day after work, you run into the studio, to the theater mm-hmm. trying to get there. You know, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, and it's a great, a great camaraderie, camaraderie with the other yeah. singers and yeah. actors. And yeah. you, get, you got to meet so many new people yeah. and just experience yeah. uh, gospel in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're not, you, you learn so many different things yeah. from doing theater than just singing at, at your local church. Right. So it just opened, your, opened the door to different other experiences mm-hmm. of yeah. gospel, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different avenues. Right. And other avenues. Correct. <laughs> And that is a that is a, a great launching pad where I think uh, well my husband and I ran a non for profit theater company for over twelve years, and we're trying to explain to people the difference in um, actually being in a stage play and being before people in the church and singing. In a stage play, you have to adhere to the time frame. You have to be at the rehearsals to know what's going on. You spoke about actors being able to uh, participate in another format of structure. And let me ask you, did that help you in your later performances as singing in a church? What she said, did that help us? Yes. Did that help us? Did that help? Yes. Oh, yeah. By by all means. Yes. up a lot of different uh, it changed the mindset you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know 
us, you know, ministering, kind of singing or uh, what, what was it? Um, not not ministering, but uh, showcasing talents uh-huh. in a theater in a theater setting was quite different from the church setting. Okay. Right, and so it was more structured, of course, yeah. in the theater. Uh, I heard you mention about the time and the yeah. structure, uh, and what's right. different yeah. with that as far as singing in the church. It's not as it's not as structured. I mean, of course, they call you to sing your your A and B selection, and, and you know, but you still have the opportunity to allow the Lord to have His way in the church service as opposed to a theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Because I know sometimes a choir can, or a choir or a group can sing one song for 12 minutes. Amen. <laughs> in church. <Okay. laughs> when, when the pastor say you got to be out of the church at 10 o'clock and somebody's up at 930 and they sing a 12 minute song and you got five See? more people on, on the roster to sing. So that Correct. is, <laughs> that's good. And I wanted to ask you, now I'm going to travel with you a little bit because you, you have on your, on your bio about going to France. Oh, yeah. How was that experience <laughs> when you think of sometimes when you go into foreign countries, foreign countries want you to speak their language. So when you went yes. to France, did you have to prepare in a different language or were you able to minister through English. Well, yes. well, they they pre- they were prepared for gospel music. They absolutely love gospel music. So the thing about traveling to Europe and doing gospel music, you cannot go over there and do every single song on your CD. Mm-hmm. You have got to go over there and give them the familiars over the last 30 years, the Andre Crouches, Jesus is the answer for the world today. The general the uh, the uh, general songs like that the church say amen, everybody say amen, you know. Um and, and, and these types of songs. So they related to those songs. So you did not have to know their language for that. We did sometimes learn the language for a few slang moments that we wanted to say, you know, gracie, Jesus, tu mi ami, you know, uh, because we would sing our songs and then we would change the words so they could understand the words that we were singing. Mm-hmm. But you really had to tailor it to the customary concerts they were used to hearing from gospel music, gospel music musicians that have been coming over the years, traditional music. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good to know because I don't think everybody knows it. Well, I've interviewed a few people uh, who said one of the one of the staples is "Oh Happy Day." <laughs> I was just gonna say I was just about to come back in and say you never leave the stage without singing "Oh Happy Day." If you did, you have failed the concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, I I sit there and uh, not to not to negate that song, but Mm-mm. you know it was a wonderful song. But when I've heard several of my guests who have been overseas and said, you cannot leave that stage without singing, oh, happy day. And I said, yeah, wow. You, have, you, haven't given, yeah, you haven't given them a concert if you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, that, that song is so popular that they um, um, actually play the song all over, all over television for commercials and everything. So the song yeah. is just... So popular. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here during the day. Yeah. Even at the malls, we were here all happy day. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
That is just, that is, to me, that is exciting to hear because when you think of, and as I uh, spoke at the beginning about the richness of gospel music and the gold, being here in the United States, especially in Chicago, which is the mecca of gospel music, there's so much that we take advantage of and say, well, you know, we really don't give it much merit. But then to hear about the expectation from the European countries on what we take as our, it's almost like when we sit down to the table and have greens and cornbread, it's not really a big thing for us because we have it every day, you know, as a kid or as an African-American. But then to go across the country and see how somebody treats that as a delicacy, that, that is something. Now, I want to talk about your television appearances. How did you get involved in being on several network television appearances? When we uh, recorded our uh, CD. Yeah. Uh, it started we before that, our, Andrea. It started before that. Yeah, it sure did. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. You go ahead. It started back from uh, when, uh, what is the name? Tap Harris. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correct. Tap Correct. Yes, it started back All then. Right, right. Uh, we actually were working with a record company called CGI Records, mm-hmm. and uh, they would bring different artists in uh, like every month or so or whatever to do a TV taping. Yeah. And we were actually the background singers for a lot of those artists right. oh. on 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 Taft Harris's show. That's where we first started doing That's TV true. appearances. Okay. So you can take it from right. there. Testify. Andrea. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, it was it was a uh, testify testify then mm-hmm. <laughs> yes right so yeah so that's how we got started in the television and um yeah then from there after backing up so many different artists um on television then we once we recorded our cd uh we were blessed to uh do the bobby jones show mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, on bt um and then we were also we did a couple of appearances on the word network uh-huh. I think with uh, Bishop Greg Davis uh-huh. uh, on his show and whatever, what else, ladies? And Sensation, of course, Willie Wilson. Uh-huh. Right, Sensation, correct. We did the Dan Willis show. Dan, Dan Willis, okay, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. Right, um, TCT, uh-huh. that's correct. Now that is, when you talk about doing background singing for others, And you know that you are a group that has performed in the forefront. Tell me the difference or talk to the audience about the difference between being the background for an artist and then being an artist yourself. So tell us the difference. Um. Well, the difference is, and Vanessa can speak to this really, because Vanessa, she's the oldest, of course, so she can really speak to this. But the difference with background singing and being the featured artist is in the background, um, you sort of can hide behind the artist and you get comfortable doing what you 
feel comfortable doing and they're singing background and you don't have to um is it work as hard um <laughs> yes, just yes. following the leader pretty much and you get comfortable right. with it. and we did background i really we did background for oh probably about what 10 12 years but all type all different artists we did background and we got comfortable there actually we were comfortable doing background and it came to a point where we had to make a decision and say okay it's time for the brown sisters to do the brown sisters mm. and not be looked at as background singers and that was really a decision a really good decision that we had to make as a group and all those tv shows was the brown sisters in the foreground okay okay <laughs> after testifying oh yeah yeah the rest of those mm -hmm. shows were us doing the brown sisters yes after testifying mm -hmm. yes so so there, there there's the difference doing background and being the featured artist so but now that we're you know the brown sisters and we're featured the featured artists it's it's a difference it's now all it's ministry mm -hmm. it, it's you know, you're ministering to God's people. You're not just standing back following the leader. You Now you're following the leading of the Lord and okay. you're ministering to his people. So it's a total difference. Okay. All right. Because I wanted to, I wanted the audience to get a feel of there is a difference in oh, yeah. being a background singer because you can sing in the background. And like you said, the, the spotlight's not on you. You're just following the leader. <laughs> so, yeah, correct. Wonderful. That is fantastic. And so you said that you sang background for about 10 or 12 years. When did the opportunity come to record your own CD? Was that within the group that you decided that? Or was it a record company that came to you or a minister that came to you and said, it's time for you to put out your own CD? Go ahead. Oh, boy. Um, uh, I don't remember. Actually, we actually we had discussed uh, doing a project back in 2007, I believe, six and seven. Mm -hmm. And we said we wanted to get together and do a project. And uh, a couple of record labels had heard about us. And then we received a record offer uh, from Kingdom Records, which kind of glory ministries. This and, was after after recording mm -hmm. okay so we, we did a, we did our decided, own live recording yes we did decide to do our own live recording independently right. independently That's we right. paid for everything ourselves and after we did the recording some representatives from kingdom records were they were there and they then they came to us and offered us a like i guess a, a record deal to distribute the uh, record and everything like that so that's how we got with a record company but initially we did it on our own. Right. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about that, so that then takes me into another, pivots me into something else. So when you mm -hmm. decide to do a recording on your own and you're, you're going to pay for it, there is so much more that gets involved than an artist that just, just stands there and sings and the other people pay, pay for that. There is a business side of that. And there are things that you have to get in order. Talk to us a little bit about how you, the process that you went through to get this together. That's, I'll let Vanessa talk on that. 
boy. Uh, well, I was I was the manager of the group and didn't know what I was doing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean prayerfully, you know, we approached the project and we reached out to different people for advice and different things like that. And, um, sponsors and different things. And so we just believed God for a good project and he blessed us um, to continue the project and bless us with the funds to pay for the project. And once the project was done, we got everything in print and it, you know, it did pretty well considering, you know, we were independent and then the record label kind of helped push it mm-hmm. more, you know, but it was a lot of work. A lot of a lot of studio hours, a lot of time spent, you know, a lot of money, a lot of money spent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we, the, the funds we used actually, we were saving funds from the trips that we did from overseas. Right. Mm-hmm. So we would save funds from each of those trips, just leading up to right. the recording that we had been talking about. So that helped us to, yeah. um, you know, do our own live recording and pay for everything in full. We didn't owe anybody when the recording was over. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Shout out for that. (laughs) Okay. So, so in essence, so we had to, we had to pull it all together as a group opposed to a record company doing all of that legwork for us. We had to do it ourselves. We did our own marketing and everything. That was before Facebook though. It was my space. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So in that in, in thinking about that and knowing that, you know, there is someone out there that may be listening to the show and they want to know. That's why I asked that question. People want to know, how do I go ahead and get started? How do I do this? And basically it is the hard work, saving up making sure that you get out there and, and advertise and promote yourselves. And I think yeah. that is a fantastic way of sharing with the community of how you grew and developed. Now, I am yeah. going to ask this question. I asked some guests if there's a possibility if we could do another show at another day once we've... Uh, gone through this process and I'm going to ask you ladies if you'd be willing to do another show with me at a later time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know that um, right now what I'm going to ask is if you have anything currently, I know we have uh, Corona going on, but currently do you have anything that's going on or can you tell us about social media or if someone's interested in getting in contact with you? Uh, people have just Googled the Brown sisters uh, of Chicago and they'll find our information. I'm sorry, they'll find our information. Um, so uh, and, and we're also on Facebook. Um, the Brown sisters of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we do have a website. I think it's brownsisters5.com. So uh, currently yeah. working on that. Right. Okay. And then we're, we're, uh, we're looking at, uh, while we're kind of nestled up in this corona, we're looking at working on a new single or two 
So uh, we just uh, solicit the prayers of the saints of the Almighty God <laughs> that you would be praying our strength in the Lord, that we would be what the Lord is calling for in these last and evil days. <laughs> so now we, we're looking at doing something really soon. Okay. <laughs> and spring of next year, yeah. Oh, wonderful. That is That is great. And I want to thank you ladies for taking the time out to talk with me today. I want to thank the Brown Sisters of Chicago for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the yeah. audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send <laughs> an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear or uh, comments on the show, please send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying let's sing, let's shout and tell of the great news through the gospel music gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. And then what I ask and what I ask Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. Everyone was caught off guard March 2020, and in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or small business owner? With over 18 years of experience, Nelsie IT can help you create an emergency response and business continuity plan for your church or your small business. Nelsie IT will discuss methods of preparing you for the next emergency or disaster. Do you have a backup process to keep your church or business records safe? Well, Nelsie IT can talk with you about building and reinforcing your technology security and record keeping. For more information, call 708-762-7125 or visit the website at www.nelsie2.com.